What's up, everyone? Welcome to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. If you're here, I'm assuming you know who I am, but in case you don't, you can find me on Instagram and on TikTok at Lifts with Liz. I started my page about four years ago, back when I was a wee little one in college, um, after my freshman year. I studied marketing at Rutgers University in New Jersey. Shout out to all my Jersey girls out there. Um, And I decided to start my Instagram as a way to further my education and also motivate me to, to keep going, keep growing and changing my body when I was studying for my personal training exam. The whole thought process behind it was, you know, I'm putting this stuff out All my peers are going to see it on the internet. Strangers are going to see it. It better be factual. It better look good. And I'm responsible for making that happen. So flash forward four years later, I grew up. My page grew up with me. I have my degree now. Thank you very much. And I've been working a full-time job for over a year now, a year and a few months, in addition to, you know, still personal training. But my page kind of shifted from from showing how I balanced my college lifestyle with a with a healthy lifestyle and now how I'm managing to stay healthy and prioritize exercise while working a 9 to 5 and hopefully I can share some information some viewpoints on this podcast that will help you out whether you're a student a student athlete You work a job, you work two jobs, you're a parent, whatever. So I thought that I would share, you know, a little bit about myself, my week, some interesting stories in case you want to hear it. Um, And then each podcast will talk about something a little bit different relating to the health industry, fitness, what I'm eating for the week, maybe some some nutrition ideas, um, all that kind of jazz. And then I want to be able to bring a guest onto the podcast each week to tell you guys and share with you guys how they're balancing their lifestyle, whether they're a working mom, whatever, and a healthy lifestyle as well. So there may be some names that you do recognize from the internet and such on this podcast, but I think the most important ones are the names that you don't recognize. It's really helpful and impactful to hear from our peers and people that are similar to us and see how they're living their life and kind of follow the example. So I'm hoping to get a wide variety of people on this podcast and hopefully there's someone like yourself. And I also want to do questions every week. So I'll I'll get a little bit more into that later on, but I want to be able to address your questions, because I see so many on Instagram, and be as helpful as possible to you guys. So without further ado, let's get into today's subjects or segments, whatever, and we'll start off with a recap of my week. So I feel like the last two weeks for me have been very unconventional. Um, A lot has been going on, but maybe that's a good way to start this podcast out with a bang, you know? It would be quite boring if things went normally. Um, In case you have not been following along on Instagram with me for the past two weeks, I totaled my car two weeks ago as of yesterday, yesterday being Friday, the whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, We don't need to get into the details of the how and 
recapping the accident, that's my trauma to hold inside my head. I'm laughing about it, but only because if I don't laugh, then it's actually traumatic. Um, but I got out of the accident, I guess, with all my limbs attached, but my hip has been really, really bothering me, my hip flexor. So I decided to go back to the um, a different emergency room last Saturday. They told me I have a pull in the muscle, like right above my femur, gave me some pain meds for it. So I've been doing that. I've been doing some PT stretches every day, and I'm actually starting to feel a little bit better. I was able to do some lunges today in the gym, and that did not bother me for the first time in two weeks. So we're making progress. Unfortunately, that is something that I've had to deal with, but I think it's honestly, it's maybe it happened for a reason, and the reason is that I can share with you guys how I handled that today. Um, <sighs> injuries are really hard mentally because I don't know about you guys, but when I'm in the gym, I really want to give it my all, and knowing that I can't is very frustrating to me. Um, but also, a lot of people assume, oh, like I pulled a muscle, like I should sit out and not do anything. And that's not necessarily true. You know, you want to be moving the muscle in a way that's going to help it recover to its full like capacity and all the capabilities that it had before, but you don't want to make it worse. So that's why I mentioned that I've been doing the PT exercises, some light body weight stuff, you know, like just hip flexor movements, like leg raises, clamshells, uh, leg ex- like quadruple leg extension, really basic stuff so that I was moving. Like I didn't just do nothing, but I was moving in a helpful way, not a harmful way. And if that's something that you guys want me to go further in depth on, totally can, or I can see if I can get a physical therapist or someone that's actually in the trade on the show and talk more about that. Let me know. Whew. Other than that, um, a pretty basic week, you know, my boss was on PTO this week, so it actually gave me a little bit of room to breathe meeting-wise. Um, I mentioned it, I think I mentioned it earlier, but in case you missed it, I do work in marketing full-time for a consumer goods company. Um, so with my boss being on PTO, I was able to kind of get all my work done, grind without any meetings, which is great because I took on two more personal training clients. Yay. I love doing it. Um, Sometimes it gets a little bit overwhelming, but when I'm in the session, it just, it reminds me of like why I do it, how much I love it. And the first week that I started at my full-time job, I was going around asking the veterans, if you want to call them that, for some advice. And one piece of advice that stuck with me is somebody told me that no matter how crazy my life gets, Never sacrifice the things, activities, hobbies that I love to do. Otherwise, your life is going to be a miserable cycle of work, parent, sleep, repeat, work, parent, sleep, repeat. You need to keep the aspects that make you happy in life, in your life. So it's worked out for me so far. That's my piece of information to pass on with you guys. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else interesting happened this week not really I mean 
fantasy football started and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have no idea what I'm doing, but my brother does. And that's all that matters. So, oh, you could probably hear the dog behind me. Um, and that may happen from time to time. I watch my dad's dog when he's away on work and she's really adorable, but loves to yip at every four-legged creature that she sees out the window. So that's what's happening right now. Other than that, I was saying, yeah, fantasy football starts this week. I guess that's more exciting for others more than some. I don't know. I think I said that backwards, but that's been my week. Catching up on work, dealing with this hip flexor pain, starting fantasy football, and we got a Rutgers game on today, and we'll see how how that goes. All right, so like I said, I want to be able to do something fun every week something fitness, health, weightlifting related. And I thought that it would be very fun to start off today's first ever episode with five unpopular opinions that I have regarding the fitness industry. So I don't know, leave me a comment, leave me some feedback below. These might be not that unpopular to you. You might actually agree with me or you might think I'm bat shit. And yes, we curse on here although we're going to try and limit it. But that's the whole point. You know, unpopular. You can fight me on it. You can think I'm a lunatic, but I'm here for it. I'm, I'm open to criticism. So I got five different things to share with you. And my first unpopular opinion is after work lifting, I enjoy it. I, hand up, really prefer to go now after work. And this shocks me. Because I spent my college years swearing that I needed to exercise first thing in the morning or my day was going to fall down and crumble. But I started doing that for about the first week of working a full-time job and I realized to myself, why am I getting up this early? I'm tired by 8 p.m. and I don't have a family right now. I mean, I have family, but I don't have my own. I don't have kids. I don't have responsibilities, really. I'm not going to lie. I have no children to look after. So I can go to the gym after work. And one of the reasons why I avoided it so long, I think, was honestly because it's crowded as hell at the 5 p.m. hour. But, man, it really gives me something to look forward to my whole work day. And I need that. I need something. I need a light at the end of the tunnel. When I'm sitting in my office and my eyes are going numb because of the Excel sheet in front of me, I'm like, I got my pre-workout sitting right next to me at my desk. We got an hour to go. And then it's gym time, baby. So it gives me something to look forward to. And it's also a great outlet for letting my all the stress that's built up from the workday, problems that occur during the day, out. Take everything that's built up and channel it into something good. Cheesy, but it's the truth, you know? I know that that's a super unpopular opinion. No one really likes going at the 5 o'clock hour, but, you know, we got to make do with what we have. And this is what fits into my schedule And I've learned to love it. And it it makes life better, you know. My second unpopular opinion is bandos in the gym. 
I always swore to myself I was not going to be one of those girls that wears a bandeau in the gym just to look good. They're not practical. And then one day I, I saw one peeking out from my drawer and said to myself, it's, it's chest and tries day. I'm not going to be going too hard. I'm not going to be swinging my body around. Let's, let's just put it on. Let's just feel it out and see what we're thinking. And if you have, turns out if you have a quality bandeau, um, you know, one that fits you properly, that shit stays up. I was surprised. I'm not going to lie. I was able to do the friggin' Stairmaster or whatever with it on and, and it, that thing did not slip. And not only that, I looked good. I felt good in it. I don't know. It was some magic, some like weird portal shit. I don't even know. I put it on and was like, huh. I just completely changed my opinion of bandeaus 100%. I don't know. It shows the shoulders off. shows the traps off. Got a nice tan going right now. Ask me again in a few months when I'm pale. Probably won't put one on, but... They're more practical than you think. That's the most important part. And second, I'm such a firm believer in feeling comfortable in your clothes in the gym. And for me, this is an outfit that I feel extremely comfortable in. I know for other people, they prefer baggy t-shirt, baggy shorts. Some people like the the cropped like skin tight shirts. Whatever makes you comfortable wear it. If you take anything away from this unpopular opinion, it's not that you have to be wearing bandos in the gym. Personally, I felt good in it. Totally changed my opinion. But wear something that you're comfortable in. Because feeling good in your own skin will make your workout so much better. And that's just, that's just a known, that's just a known fact, you know. It's the same thing like if you're going out at a bar, you want to You want to look good. You don't want to wear something that's going to make you feel frumpy because then you're going to be staring at yourself going, I feel frumpy right now just because you don't like your outfit, you know? (sighs) Anyway, my third unpopular opinion. This one I think can really go 50-50. I think we're split on this one, so I don't know how unpopular it is, but wearing underwear with leggings in the gym is a no-go for me. Not at all. I used to do it when I first started, but it honestly, it made me feel gross. I'm not going to get into too much detail because I don't want to gross y'all out on the first episode of this podcast, but ladies, if you're listening, you know that it gets super sweaty sometimes and it's like, it just grossed me out thinking about it. Sister needs to breathe, you know? So I heard one time during one of Whitney Simmons' Q&As Someone asked her, I think, how do you get, how do you not have underwear lines, like panty lines in your leggings? And she was like, oh girl, I do not wear underwear in the gym. And I know that that sounds crazy, but just try it. So I just said to myself, you know what, Miss Whitney? We'll give it a shot just because it's Whitney Simmons. We'll give it a shot. And I have not gone back. There's been times where I've changed after work and put my leggings on and I realize that my underwear is still on and I have to take, I have to take my pants off and and start all over again. I feel so much cleaner, freer, you know, not so clammy. Ew. Nobody wants to feel clammy. That's fucking disgusting. (laughs) Um, But yeah, 
try it out. Just try it. I know it's not for everyone. Some people might not. It might feel a little funky, but I'm all for it. You will not catch me in underwear in the gym. And do not take that and manipulate it into something creepy. Take it for health purposes, you know? Fourth unpopular opinion. I do not like stimulant pre-workout. To be honest, if I didn't have my fitness account, you know, and I wasn't posting pictures of myself all the time, I probably wouldn't take pre-workout at all. If you're unfamiliar with how pre-workout, like a normal stimulant pre-workout works, it gives you like that energy boost that people normally associate with pre-workout, but it also gives you a nice pump, which means like the blood, it helps like the blood flow to the muscle you're working, which is which, which is what, gosh, can't speak which is great for a podcast, um, which is what makes your muscles look good when you're working them out. It's all that blood flow to the muscle. That's a pump. So that's why I take non-stim pre-workout, you know, a little confidence boost. If you're feeling a little down, take a scoop of, of non-stim pre-workout and you're going you're gonna to look better to yourself in the mirror. Nothing shameful about a confidence boost, but I have very, very, very high anxiety. Um, and I'm on like medication for it. I see my therapist about it, whatever. And when I first started seeing my therapist, she was like, okay, I know you're really into the gym. Do you take pre-workout? And I said, yes, I do. It's delicious. And it makes me want to dance around. And she said, that's awesome. But it's not helping your anxiety. Like, if you have very high anxiety, you really should be limiting the stimulants you put in your body. And I don't know about you guys, but when I wake up at 6.30 in the morning to go into my office, I need a cup of coffee. So that's my choice of stimulant. I, I just don't do stimulant pre-workout anymore. If you don't have crippling anxiety, then by all means, drink up, brother. But if you do struggle from high anxiety toss it out, girl. It's it's time to go. I am anti-stimulant pre-workout for my own reasons. I know that that's not the popular opinion, but can you blame me? I think I, I, think I have pretty good reasoning. Um, our last unpopular opinion. I do not like receiving compliments in the gym. And that sounds really rude and really stuck up, but let me explain. Well, let me explain. Um, and I'm not talking about, I mean, as a girl, no, I do not like when guys come up and hit on me in the gym. That is a different story. But even like another girl coming up to me and giving me a compliment just makes me feel very watched. And I know that's very hypocritical because I put myself on Instagram all the time, but something about being watched in the moment just is very unsettling to me. I had a girl come up to me in the gym about like two months ago and I finished a set and she came up to me and said, hey, you look great. Keep it up and you'll look amazing in a few years. And I, I was like, I know you, I didn't say this. I just said, thank you. And I let her walk away. But in my head, I'm like, I know you meant well, but that's actually really insulting. First of all, I just, it doesn't sit right with me. The fact that you were sitting there watching my set. Second, how old do you think I am? Because I'm 23 years old and I know that a lot of people mistake me for a younger age. And what do you mean I'll look good in a few years? Like, do I not look good to you now? Is this not like good enough? 
So I don't know. I'm over it. If you see me, like if you see me and you want to say, hey, like definitely up for that or whatever, or like, oh, like you look great. Like something generic like that. Sure. But compliments on like my set and stuff just make me feel uncomfortable. And when I feel like feeling watched in person is so different than feeling watched on Instagram and I'm just, I'm not here for it, but those are my five unpopular opinions. I'm very curious to see where you guys stand and if you agree with me, if you think I'm a lunatic, let me hear it. I promise I could take it. And I'd normally follow this session with some questions and answers for y'all, but we don't have any questions because this is the first podcast. How am I supposed to have questions? So if you would like your question addressed and answered. I'll pick a handful to address every podcast. Shoot me a DM. I will get to it. If I don't answer you, if I don't acknowledge you, doesn't mean I didn't see it. You'll just have to keep listening to see if you make the pod. All right, everyone. I'm here with Marina Pietri. Um, before I go in and kind of Give my little spiel. Marina, why don't you tell everyone the basic get to know you facts? If you were to, oh, your elevator pitch, give it to me. My elevator pitch, right. I'm Marina Petri. Um, I am from Central Jersey. I went to the University of Maryland for mechanical engineering. I know it was rough. It was, it was a lot. Um, I currently work a full-time job at Otis Elevator Company in construction as a project manager and that's really fun um but my true passion and where my heart thrives is in bodybuilding um i'm an npc bikini competitor and that's basically how my life is structured and i have a large black lab (laughs) um what else is going on in my life and that's really it that's how i would describe you i'd say she's a she's a a woman in STEM. She's a dog mom and she is a bodybuilder and a, and a decorated bodybuilder. We'll put it yeah, out. Me, me and Marina have been friends for, it's funny. We actually grew up in the same town, but mm-hmm. I didn't actually meet her face to face until like our junior year of college, right before COVID started really, I think. Oh my God. Yeah. I know it was. Yeah. So that really took a took a turn for the worst didn't see it yeah, for a while yeah. there um but one thing I think the reason why we get along so well is because we have the same like values and like what's important to us is the same Absolutely. but we're complete opposites so mm-hmm. we both bring a lot of like we both bring different perspectives to the table and are able to have conversations about literally anything without getting like defensive of ourselves with being like open to seeing different perspectives. It's so funny because today me and my best friend who's not into health and fitness at all, she's a polar opposite of me. Um, she's, she binge drinks like every single day. (laughs) We were just talking about how true relationships and true friendships are really built on like values and, and what you hold like high on your list of like priorities and although me and her are like polar opposites on paper like we she's my, my best friend for life and it's something like I see in you as well we have so, although we're both in health and fitness and live a really 
healthy lifestyle and have our priorities and whatnot, our life on paper is really polar opposite. <laughs> and I think also our our personalities are, are pretty different too, but, but we're able to have these really in-depth, like, I don't want to say intellectual, but like- I think we have pretty intellectual conversations. Yeah, yeah. wise, like really wise conversations yeah. where like we, we can disagree, but like we completely understand each other's perspectives and each other's decisions and whatnot, which I think is really cool. I think what I, this is turning into a session of just like gassing each other up. Oh, we'll get to some, I'll ask her some questions in a bit, but um, one thing I do want to call out is that I've never been made to feel uncomfortable by you. Like you, cause the way that we operate on a day-to-day schedule, even though we both like kind of center around the same things is very different. Mm-hmm like plainly just because I don't do bodybuilding competitions mm-hmm. and you do, but you've yeah. never made me feel like you were judging the decisions that I make. Um, oh my God, no, never. Yeah, no. So you've always made me feel super, super comfortable and, and vice versa. Cause there's a lot, you can, a lot, a lot of negatives that are in the bodybuilding industry. And like, it is taking fitness to the extreme and anything to the extreme is unhealthy. So someone who isn't secure in themselves and who isn't confident in who they are can turn around and say, Oh, what she does is unhealthy, but Liz does not do that to me. Liz supports me. Liz, Liz lifts me up and stuff. So it it just goes to show that type of person you are. Yeah. I think that's a a quality that a lot of people like lack these days too. It's like, like literally what you just said, I would never do a bodybuilding competition myself, but I'm here hands up for you. When exactly. like I'll be front row cheering you on, um, except for your shows that are like in Puerto Rico, unless you want. To- yeah, just all over. <laughs> so why don't you? Because I actually haven't heard this from you before, but how did you get into actual bodybuilding? Because I know you grew up pretty active and you did gymnastics in high school, but like, where did this come from, and how did you get started? I think it's like a really typical story like I basically stumbled upon it after stopping gymnastics in high school I think it was about my junior year when I got a pretty pretty severe knee injuries um and I had to really pull back on you know practice and whatnot I would go to practice and just do abs and it got to a point where I was just bored so I started to go to the gym with my mom she did little classes there and that's what I did I did like the classes even though I wasn't supposed to do any type of like like lifting but I was still doing it for fun and whatever and the rules uh yeah exactly and after like I want to say a few months I got bored of that (laughs) and so I started (laughs) to explore in the gym um while my mom did her classes and that's how I found just weightlifting and resistance training and I just fell in love I never had my cardio bunny stage I went right into it because having gymnastics as a foundation I've always been jacked yeah (laughs) no I was gonna say if you go if you scroll back and you find her on Instagram like she was shredded at age like yeah I wouldn't say yeah, I wouldn't say I was like shredded or I wouldn't say I was like, mm-hmm. I, I've definitely told myself, I, was, I mean, I had muscle. I, I just never had a point 
where I was like just skinny, like a skinny girl or like didn't have muscle. I always had muscle from gymnastics. So that is something I always enjoyed about myself that like people like would a look strong. at me and yeah, people would look at me and say like, oh, like she's fit. Like she's yeah. definitely an athlete. Like, oh, is she, do you do gymnastics? Do you play volleyball or do you play soft? Like people would ask me like about my athletic background and I really enjoyed that. And oh, so you take pride in. Exactly. So it was always something I enjoyed and I wanted to continue to have, which is like a really fit physique. So that's why I kind of jumped right into the weights, knowing that that is what would maintain my physique uh, and maintain my muscle. And as I got more serious with it and, you know, made my own split of like upper body and lower body, whatever, again, like after I want to say, uh, like two years, maybe two and a half is when I was looking into competitions. Then I was like, how can I take this further? How can I exercise my competitive muscle? Because I was always someone that was very, I was, I I was very competitive in my athletic sense. Like not doing a, in like gymnastics is a team sport, but it's very individualized. Whereas playing soccer. So like, I wasn't ever the only person on the field. Yeah. Yeah. So I've never played a team sport, which is definitely a weakness of mine. Like I was never, I've never been good at working with people. I'm something, it's something I've had to learn through this, you know, my my first full-time job working with others. And throughout college, of course, I had to learn how to work with others through my like engineering classes and whatnot, but that's always something I lacked. It's always a weakness. And that I really, I can, I give gymnastics the reason why I am so like individual and like so independent yes. and can push myself and can set goals for myself. But at the same time, I also, it's the reason why my weakness is not being able to work with others very well, but we all can work on things. But so from there, <clears throat> I just like, I followed more bikini athletes. I was just so infatuated by it. And I reached out to my first coach in 2019 and my first, so my own, like the same coach. I was going to say, I don't think you ever switched coaches. Yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> so I reached out to my coach in 2019. Um, I want to say like August, July of 2019. Sounds about and right. In my memory things that I can't remember, like the important things, but I remember when you started. Yeah, and then, and then I did my first show October. 19th I think it was of 2019 nice like it was it was pretty early like I think I was done like I was ready in like 11 weeks which sounds nuts to me now because if I could do an 11 week prep now oh my god I would do uh, it see, but this, this is like um I've things, not been <laughs> but yeah that's how I that's how I found bodybuilding so <laughs> I know you started all of this your first show was you were like half halfway through the first semester of junior year obviously mm-hmm. uh well I should preface for those that don't know Marina and I both graduated the same year um 2021 when COVID was going on so our senior year was basically a scrap the mm-hmm. first half of junior year the first semester was really the only like the last in-person real immersive college experience that we had um but how how was it handling your prep lifestyle and all the things you needed to do to prep for your first show and being at a 
Big Ten school with a pretty serious major. You were in a sorority, right? Uh-huh. So what what was that like for you, both like schedule-wise and mentally as well? This is a good one. And I'm just gonna be brutally honest. It was awful. It was horrendous. It was really, really tough. I would imagine it to be so. Uh-huh. It's a very tempting environment too. Yes, exactly. And I was never one that went out or like to right. go out. I I was in a sorority, so I tried it out, tried the whole going out thing. Um, but still I was always you know, the girl who would stay back and the girl that people would have to like drag along and whatever. Um, so I maybe went to like, I could count the amount of like social events for my sorority. I went to like on one hand, like maybe five, like maybe five. So by the time I started prepping, I was already like halfway out the door. Exactly. I was already halfway out the door. I was already like, this isn't for me. Like I'm paying these dues and like, I, I hate to say it. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't involved and I hate to say it, but sorority life literally revolves around socializing and it is what it is, especially at a big 10 school. It is what it is. And like to each their own, like I commend all those girls who can just go out night after after night. Like like you said, you grew up being very independent and not exactly in a team setting. So I can imagine that a house full of girls is pretty overwhelming. Exactly. And that's what it was. And just exactly how you put it is how I experienced it. So that was one thing that like, I already was like half putting off. So once I was in prep, it was like out, like I stopped um, participating in really anything. Um, And so that kind of helped me create more time as well. I I didn't fully disaffiliate yet. Uh, I I disaffiliated after prep. So like in November, December of good that. time to do it because the rest of school was a wash. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um yeah, yeah, exactly. So I dis I disaffiliated right before I went abroad, which was the beginning of 2020. Oh, we'll get into that. Yes. Yeah. So so that semester I was taking two really big class. I mean, there were all like really hard classes, but two of them were like super tough. One I was already retaking and then one was thermodynamics, which was, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Sounds like nothing I'm interested in. It all came down to basically I failed one class and I had to withdraw from the other. Nice. And so I finished that semester with like nine credits. Nice. So it happens. It happens. And like, I learned my lesson. Yeah. Um, be passing definitely, yeah, definitely camp prep, um, with, you know, class, like I, I couldn't do it. Especially with a very serious major that required like mechanical engineering is like, all you do is study. All you do is study. All you do is homework. All you do is work. It's yeah. But I noticed that I made prep my priority and it showed in my grades. Okay. Yeah. And so what I ended up doing was taking, I think like one winter course and then one other summer course to like fill in those gaps, um, which also sucked, but I did it to myself. (laughs) Um, but a little different like nowadays too, I guess, because I know my, my brother's still at Rutgers and all of his, uh, all of his classes, every single class this semester, is still online. There's in person really? there's in person classes. Like they're not completely virtual, but there's still a lot of virtual options and I feel like things are just 
gonna stay this way and I don't think they're gonna fully go back because also it is a lot more efficient it's way more efficient doing things online but as a student it's not right like for the university it is but as a student right you don't learn as much like by any means like no I can't imagine like taking calculus freshman year and having to do it online and not being able to go to like study hours or like a tutor and oh like he doesn't even have like office hours I I think for the I I gotta ask him so don't quote me on this but I think for his online classes the office hours are also online which sometimes like I just feel like it's very frustrating it's frustrating yeah yeah because you just want to be like show them your paper. <laughs> I, I know, especially with like, I mean, he's a sports management major. So at this point, I don't think he's doing any, anything that can't be explained okay. verbally. Like there's no demonstrations, but that kind of segues us into talking about what you are up to now. Is like I said, we both graduated. We were both working full-time jobs in completely different fields. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've been, you've been in this role for like a, a little bit now. So what, what has changed, I guess, in your daily schedule and how do you think that you're doing as far as balancing your like prep and all that stuff and just a healthy lifestyle in general, getting enough sleep, drinking enough water and the job that you're working at. All right. So for those of you that don't know, I moved up to North Jersey for this job for this full-time job and I knew I had to be in the office uh pretty frequently so I could learn you know hands-on um and not have to learn through a screen and thank god I did because elevators (laughs) (laughs) elevators it is such a niche industry and that it's just something that you're never taught in engineering school you're never taught about elevators yeah you you know the basic concept of how they work but the whole process of, of, you know, actually working with elevators. Is I need to be hands-on for that. Yeah. Yes. It's not something that you would ever imagine. Like you don't think of it. Um, Those are things yeah. that I like, I'm just going to get in the elevator and trust that it goes up and down and not think about it any more than that. <laughs> oh my God, now when I, when I go in one and if it's not Otis, I'm like, wait, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> Because, like, I don't know, like, what's going on. But, like, with Otis ones, I do know. So I walk in, like, oh, yeah, I know. Like, we're safe, guys. Don't don't worry. You'll get to your like, We're good. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I moved up here so I could be close to the office. I live, like, 15 minutes from my office. Well, the office. Um, and I, the first few months was mostly just me adjusting and me learning. And mm-hmm. honestly, it was more like month and a half. Um, and I found, you know, my gym here, I found the grocery store I would go to, and I think it was a pretty easy transition. I owe it to the fact that I already had all my habits and lifestyles formed prior. So waking up and going on a walk is like, to like get my steps in. I always did like, no matter if I was here or if I was back home with my parents, it's just something I have instilled as well as meal prepping my protein, like in bulk and stuff, that's something I always did. So like that's literally the, the first night I was here, I got all my food yeah. and I just meal prepped. And it's like, 
yeah, it takes a bit of time, but it made it so much easier for my first, you know, week of work or whatever. Um, but the biggest thing, honestly, that I knew would be a big thing was the dog, like living on my own, um, with the dog I have, I had to kind of coordinate, find a dog sitter and stuff. You have to be an adult. Like you can't just leave him out like alone for 10 Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So for the first, like, few months I had a dog sitter coming in twice a day because I would spend the whole day at the office mm. um and I can't leave him alone for that long <laughs> so she's crazy for him. those of you that don't know he's, he's, he's a really big boy with a lot of energy yeah yeah <laughs> he's literally crazy he he is literally me but um yeah so the first few months were a bit mundane but now that I like you know, got my rhythm and understood my roles and responsibilities and what I had to do and could do things on my own more. I was a bit more flexible. I'm so grateful that like my boss and the company and the people I work with, they're very lenient and really don't, they don't care where you work as from, as long as you just get your work done. So now I've like transitioned into more like doing half days in the office. So I'll go into the office around like 8 a.m. and leave around 12 30 come back like take the dog out eat and then finish up work here um, at my apartment which is really really nice and I'm grateful for it uh sometimes I even go to to the gym in the middle of the day because I know that I have a bunch of client check-ins that I'm gonna have to Mm -hmm. get to in the evening so I kind of swap that and then that day I'll like get up earlier and like start working a bit earlier, like go through my emails early, go to the office, do what I have to do in the office and whatever. Um, and yeah, it's been a transition. Um, but with time, you know, finding my footing and, uh, always holding my self accountable to the habits and healthy, like little habits I have formed really makes such a huge difference. Cause when I notice that I slack on my journaling or I slack on my meditation or I slack on my steps, that's when I start to notice myself, you know, spiral a little bit and, and I feel down on myself and my body feels a little more sluggish. And then I, I like, think back, I think back to the boxes. I have, I have a check every day and I'm like, okay, well, have I been doing at least some type of meditation like every other day? And it's like, no, okay, well, that's, let's get back on that because clearly like we're not in a good spot right now. Um, so yeah, always, always having those boxes that I need to check, like no matter what, um, that align with my lifestyle really has made my like transition into like full-time job so much easier. I like that idea of like an actual physical checklist. I, I read Atomic Habits a few months ago. I don't know. Have you read that book? I have it. I haven't read it yet. Um, I've, I've, I read it. It wasn't, I feel like a lot of the things in the book, I kind of already knew. So it wasn't that eye opening for me, but I think that a lot of people can benefit from reading it, but he stressed a lot about like visuals. Like if you want to, like, if you slack on flossing your teeth, put your floss in a spot, you'll see it like every day, like after you brush your teeth. So I think that it sounds stupid when you say it out loud, but having a physical checklist next to like something you see every day, like next to your phone charger or something, just so you can look and be like, okay, I didn't do this today. I did do this today. Like I didn't do this. It's just, or even 
like to make it more based on healthy lifestyle meal prepping your food and having only that food in your fridge yeah. and like your you know good food in your fridge it makes it so much harder for you, for you to go out to five guys and, and get a burger <laughs> when your fridge is full of meal prep and it's like good food I have to go off track for one second <laughs> you just said five guys um so for those of you that don't know, I've been going to a new gym and Marina goes there too. when she comes home kingdom that's in our area. Um, but yesterday I was personal training after work. So I stopped at the crunch. So it was my first time, like in a commercial gym in a month, I get into the locker room and like a five guys employee is just parked on the bench in the locker room, the speaker out one of those like fold, you know, those like lawn chairs that people would bring to like soccer games. Yeah, it's just the carrying case filled to the top with peanuts, and she was just sitting there munching <laughs> in the crunch locker room. Yes. And I was like, I don't like, I don't know. I I didn't want to like judge or anything. So I was like, maybe she doesn't have like anywhere to go. But then again, like she must have money to have a membership to get in here. Yeah. But also, like some people are very allergic, to, like airborne, like yeah. allergic. Yeah. And this girl's like chilling with the whole stack. Oh, just like staring at you I know. Like- and I was like being a freak myself. Like I was eating my dinner, like sitting on my opposite bench. I was like, yeah. I don't know if I'm like the whole dynamic was just odd. Anyone that walked in there would be like, huh. Anyway, though, back on topic. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about meal prep and stuff. I like that you said that the first day that you like moved in and like you were here by yourself, you went out and got food and you meal prepped. That's so first, I think that says a lot just about like how disciplined you are with yourself. But, um, that's the first thing that I do at the start of the week. Like every Sunday I go to the grocery store and I make sure that my meals are made by Sunday night. So I make four a week because mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I just kind of go with the flow. Like I normally have extra chicken lying around or I'll go out to eat, or eat with my dad or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that meal prep, I started in college, helped not only financially, because I wasn't eating out, I had the food right in front of me. But when your food's already made, it's like, okay, you're not going to not eat it. Yeah. Like setting yourself up for success. Cause I don't, I'm sure your family was the same way, but wasting food in my house is like, like a sin. Oh my God. A sin. Yes. Like I couldn't leave a grain of rice in the plate. No, my grandma will come down from up above and wring my neck from up above <laughs> yeah from, I don't know where that came from <laughs> so funny. no but exactly and that's setting yourself up for success in whatever way you need is it's vital to your success it's also just not hard to meal prep I think that the idea of meal prepping sounds so like oh like it literally saves time it it does you I think you have the wrong idea about it too. Just because you're prepping your meals for the week doesn't mean you need to have unseasoned grilled chicken, white rice, and a vegetable. I, I really had the most delicious tacos this week. Yes, you did. Your tacos looked phenomenal. They, so yeah, and I know that they were definitely very authentic. So I was. They were. They, were they, looked, yeah, they looked really good. I made jalapeno popper stuffed chicken. Those looked good. 
or those sound good they they are good they're a little, a little spicy throw me for like a little bit of a loop <laughs> I can't do spice I cannot I am like getting better with it I get a lot of shit from my dad for not being able to handle like extreme spice because I'm of Asian descent <laughs> and I have to remind him that I'm only half so I think it's on par for for what yeah, I'm composed yeah. of but yeah. you know I cook for myself once a week I cook on Sundays yeah. and then maybe on the weekends or whatever and then I get home from the gym starving like ready to eat a whole horse and mm-hmm. my food's already there for me mm-hmm. so and I in the summer I was making a lot of like pasta salads with chicken and stuff so I didn't even have to heat it up I didn't have to worry about like reheating there you go, there you go. yeah that was some good stuff that yeah me, cool. and, me and Marina fans of meal prepping I just love food I know <laughs> I know I know there's a brownstone pancake factory that's opening up by us so mm-hmm. if anyone has been there and wants to give recommendations of what to order off the menu I'm sure I will be there oh yeah I need to check it out I know. Um, anyway, I want to play this little game with you. So I'm just going to get out my notes on my phone. I thought of this literally today when I was in the middle of my back workout at the gym. Don't know what came upon my mind. Um, but I was like, I think it would be fun to play a little like this or that. Just because this episode of my podcast, I talk a lot about unpopular opinions that I have. So I wanted to ask you. A few of your opinions so i'm gonna I like this okay i know it's i thought it was kind of cool i have like i think it's like six or seven different things i'm gonna give you no really context it's just gonna be this or that and your impulse okay i'll try not to overthink okay yeah it'll be like rapid fire all right ready ready okay. airpods or beats beats nike blazers or vans vans Leggings or shorts? Leggings. Morning or night lift? Night. Chicken or steak? No. I know. (laughs) I knew knew this one was going to be hard for you. And that's why I specified that I was giving no context. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, I was just going to be like, wait, wait, is this post-workout or is this pre-workout? It's just chicken or steak, man. Okay, 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 okay. No. Okay, I, I have to say steak. I know. I ha- I thought about that one when I was making two, and I was like, with no context, I'm choosing steak over chicken. Yeah, because like I could eat steak seasoned with salt and pepper every day, and it's still That's good. Steak. But like chicken needs to be dressed up. Yes, yes. And like you can dress, I feel like, but but you can dress up chicken way better than you can dress up steak. That is true. You basically just eat steak. Exactly. Steak is just steak. It's like, it's because it's so good on its own. We definitely eat, consume chicken on a more regular basis than steak. I don't really eat red meat a lot. Yeah. If I'm going out to a restaurant and I see that like steak on the menu. Oh yeah. Close the menu. No brainer. I'm done. Exactly. Immediately done. I have two more for you. Okay. High bun or low bun? High bun. Hello. I knew you were. I know. I knew the answer to that one. Um, Last one. Indoor or outdoor cardio? Indoor. For sure. I'm. See, that one tripped me up when I was writing it myself. 
Indoor is definitely more convenient. For if me. you're doing like cardio, cardio. Oh my God. Wait, let me let this dog inside. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay. If it's like high intensity cardio, hundred percent inside, yeah. not high intensity, but like anything that isn't walking. Right, right, right. I, you know, I, I guess I agree with you. I'd have to go indoor because I definitely do it more, but something about like starting your day and with like just a nice like walk outside fresh. Yeah, and that I do that like every day. I walk outside if it's like raining, obviously. I go to like the little my apartment like Aww. fitness center and I do like my treadmill walk, but I love my morning walks. They're so nice. Wow. It's like I do yoga in the morning and it's just like you're just your brain wakes up before you have to like use it. Yep. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I, I always like to extend my mornings and have slow mornings. Cause if I just get right into either like work or client check-ins or whatever, like I You're not fully functioning. <laughs> yeah, I'm not fully functioning, but I feel like I shut down quicker. Yeah. It's not you like know. it as long. I get that. <sighs> All right. Well, that's all, all the time that I'll take up from you today, do you want to tell everyone where they can follow you on social media in case they want to follow your prep journey or put a face to the voice? Yeah. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Marina Pietri Fit. It's M-A-R-I-N-A-P-I-E-T-R-I-F-I-T. <laughs> um, and there you can find all my info if you're interested in like coaching online coaching um you can reach out to me there um but that's it perfect well thanks for coming on marina i'm sure you'll be on again because um thank you for having me all right everyone that wraps it up for this week's podcast tune in next monday to hear another episode remember to follow me on instagram at lifts with liz and please subscribe and give me a good rating see you next week